Sebastian County, one of the most populous counties in Arkansas, also has one of the lowest COVID-19 vaccination rates, with coronavirus cases spiking. We at the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette wondered, why is that happening? Hello, I'm Rusty Turner. I'm editor of the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette, and this is the Know the News podcast. Our reporter, Max Bryan, spent the last several days looking into what's happening in Sebastian County and Fort Smith when it comes to COVID-19 vaccines. He's got a story coming for this weekend's editions of the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette about what he found, and he's joining us now to talk about it. Hi, Max. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, Rusty. Doing all right? Yeah, we're doing good. We're doing good. Um, we've also got one of Max's sources for his story. It's Dr. Lee Johnson. He's a physician in Fort Smith, and he also happens to be a member of the state legislature. Dr. Johnson, thanks for making some time for us today. Yeah, happy to be here and uh, enjoy the idea of being a source. That makes me sound really important. <laughs> so, And remind us real quick, Dr. Johnson, which district do you represent in Fort Smith? Yes, I represent District 75. So that's uh, Greenwood, Barling, Lavaca, uh, Mulberry, up into Kidler, okay. uh, that region of Arkansas. Okay. All right. Well, thanks. Well, let's uh, let's start our discussion with Max. Max, tell us what you found about vaccination rates in Sebastian County, and, and how do sure. they and how do they compare to the other large counties in the state? Well, so Sebastian County is the fourth most populous county in the state of Arkansas. It has um, it has Fort Smith, which um, just for a little bit of context, it's um, for the past few years has been neck and neck with Fayetteville as the, you know back and forth a little bit of like what's the second or third largest city in the state. And so there's roughly um, around 128,000 residents who live in the county. And the vaccination rate is 20, uh, as of this morning, is 25.28% fully vaccinated. That is about roughly a full 10 points lower than the state of Arkansas. And the state actually only trails um, only trails Mississippi and Alabama as far as fully vaccinated rate of people fully vaccinated. So, um, and the vaccine anyway. the vaccination rates in the three larger counties in Arkansas that'd be Pulaski, Washington, and Benton they're all uh, significantly higher than the state average. Is that correct? Yes. Yes, it's I actually have the numbers. So about 37.62% in Washington County, 37.55 in Benton and 40.16 in Pulaski. And of course, um, Benton and Washington counties per, uh, comprise Northwest Arkansas and Pulaski comprises well holds Little Rock. Right, right. So Dr. Johnson, what uh, what impact does that rate of vaccination, what impact is that having in, in Sebastian County right now? Well, certainly we're seeing more hospitalizations. You know, we've, we're seeing as many hospitalizations now uh, in the Fort Smith region uh, as we were a year ago. Um, and so we've seen an uptick in hospitalizations. And we know uh, statewide, uh, the, you know, 98% of the hospitalizations are in, are in the unvaccinated population. So, you know, in, in Fort Smith area, we've not seen hospitalizations uh, in anyone uh, that's been vaccinated, to my knowledge. So all of our hospitalizations that, I, that, that we've seen, to my knowledge, are in unvaccinated uh, folks. And so, you know, when you have a higher percentage of unvaccinated people, you're going to have uh, more people, you know, 
contracting COVID-19 and then uh, just by percentage, you're going to have more hospitalizations from those folks can, you know, contracting the disease. And, you know, we've, we've had a lot of stories uh, recently about the, uh, the Delta variant, which is more virulent, more uh, contagious uh, than the original coronavirus or COVID-19 um, uh, uh, disease. Um, that it's driving the the spikes across uh, not just Arkansas but all the rest of the country. So uh, so uh, I guess we can presume that the Delta variant is is having the same impact in Sebastian County as it is everywhere else. Yes, I think that's a safe assumption. You know, one of the things that's different compared to a year ago, we're seeing the same hospitalizations, but a higher percentage of the of the COVID patients coming in the hospital are requiring uh, intensive care. Um, and so they are coming in sicker. They're staying in the hospital longer. Um, and it seems to be affecting a younger population of patients. You know, as you look statewide at the average age of a hospitalized patient with COVID today compared to six months ago, the, the average age is almost a decade younger. Um, and the same thing we're seeing with the deaths. You know, when you look at the, the people that are dying of COVID in the state of Arkansas today compared to a year ago, uh, there's almost a decade difference in age. And so we're seeing this uh, strike younger people um, than we were. At, in a, so in addition to being something that's making people sicker, you know, we're also seeing a younger population of people infected. And I think that's an important thing to, to get a message out on, you know, is that I think there's, you know, when you look at, and I know we're going to get into vaccine hesitancy and reasons people might not get vaccinated, but one one of the things you hear is, you know, I'm young, I'm healthy, I'm not too worried about catching COVID. Um, I think people need to understand that this Delta variant is a is a little bit different entity than what we were seeing uh, earlier in the pandemic, and um, if you know, it, it is affecting younger people, it is affecting healthier people. Um, and so, you know, if one of the reasons you have for not getting a vaccine is because uh, you, you don't have much concern about contracting COVID, you need to know that this Delta variant um, is a little bit of a different animal. Mm. So uh, when you mentioned hesitancy, uh, so I know, Max, you talked to several folks in, in, the, in the River Valley who, who have shown some hesitancy and haven't gotten a vaccine yet. Can you kind of summarize some of the things they said? What were some of their reasons for for uh, not wanting to get a vaccine or not wanting to get one at this point? So I think the probably the overarching reason, the common thread I kind of found through the three people I spoke to who are hesitant to get the vaccine or frankly will just not get the have chosen just to not get the vaccine at all is just the fact that it's it's new. It um, just the fact that it hasn't been approved by the FDA yet. And then also, even though the FDA has um, approved its emergency use, and then also just that, you know, studies that only um, only time will be able to give us data and studies that only time will be able to give us um, are not available yet, just because, like I said, the vaccine is new. Dr. Johnson, I'm, I'm sure you've heard that from uh, from folks that that it's that part of the hesitancy is that the vaccine is too new. There hasn't been enough history with 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 it, and that you know the the authorization so far is just an emergency authorization. It's not full blown FDA authorization. So uh, so as a physician, how uh, you know what do you how do you respond to that to those uh, those comments? Well, the first thing I say is that I you know I was one of the first ones to have my hands up to get the vaccine, um, and so you know personally as a physician. Uh, I'm very comfortable with the safety of the vaccine. Um, it, it has been well studied. 
Um, and, and yes, it's new, uh, but it was not, uh, as people perceive it to be, it was not rushed to the marketplace. In fact, it's one of the more studied uh, vaccines that we've had because of the, uh, the scrutiny uh, on the vaccine leading up to the pandemic. Um, and so, you know, I can understand uh, people's concerns and want to recognize those about uh, it being a new uh, vaccine. But, um, you know, I would say talk to your physicians uh, in your community, your healthcare workers, uh, you know, the science, uh, getting down to the weeds of the science of the vaccine can be challenging and daunting. But but uh, as physicians, this is what we do. And, uh, you know, we as at the physician community, I think the consistent message you're hearing in the medical community is this is safe and, and we wouldn't recommend something uh, to our uh, patients and to the people in our community if we hadn't you know, spent some time vetting it and looking into the safety of it. And so, you know, to that, I would say, you know, and I know that's hard, but I would say, you know, trust the people you trust in your community, trust your local health care providers. So, you know, we're trying to give you good information. And, you know, one of the, Max and I did, were just talking about this uh, before we, uh, before we started recording and, and, and there does seem to be this feeling in the world that, that, that there's some folks who just don't want to be told what to do. They just don't want to, um, uh, you know, they, they feel like they're being pushed or coerced into doing something they don't want to do. So, uh, uh, you know, what's a, you know, how, what's a good response to that for someone who, who just feels like they're being pushed into something that they wouldn't normally do? And I, I think it's, again, I think it's easy to focus on the groups of people that have those kind of feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you look at Sebastian County, we've got 75% of the population that's unvaccinated. Um, if you look at the reasons why that, that group might not be vaccinated, there's going to be a small percentage uh, who... Uh, are passionately against the vaccine. Uh, there's going to be a small percentage who uh, don't want uh, to be pushed into something they don't want to do. But there's a there's a pretty good chunk of those folks who, when you when you talk to people, when I talk to people and encounter people in the emergency department and ask them regularly, which I do regularly, have you been vaccinated? I haven't. And when I ask why, a lot of times the majority of the answer is not some passionate, you know. Uh, uh, you know, diatribe about the evils of vaccines or, or infringement on civil liberties. That most of the time, the answer is I just haven't got around to doing it yet. You know, and, and I, I don't know, or I don't know exactly where to go to get a vaccine. I think there's a, you know, if if we can get, you know, half of the 75 percent that's unvaccinated, or even a third, um, and I think there's that many in that group who are perfectly willing to go get the vaccine. They just need a little encouragement. We need to make it more convenient for them. We need to make sure they understand where to go. So, you know, certainly I don't want to infringe on anyone's personal liberties, um, but I think there's plenty of opportunity to capitalize on groups of people who are who are absolutely willing to get the vaccine that just haven't. And uh, if we can just capitalize on that group of people, I think we can really move the needle in Sebastian County and in the state of Arkansas. You know, we, we hear over and over um, from from medical experts that the the best way to combat the COVID nineteen pandemic or the coronavirus pandemic is to get a large percentage of the population vaccinated. Uh, is I mean, you know, obviously that's a uh, um, uh, that's a message that you want to get out. So, um, uh, are there uh, 
I know we have resources on our website at nwaonline.com about vaccines and how folks can come about them. Are there other resources uh, in Sebastian County specifically where people can go and find out about vaccines and vaccine availability? You can find out that information on the health department's website, uh, but you know, almost every pharmacy in our community uh, has the vaccine available to give. Um, and, and, you know, those are the, the first places that I usually tell people to go. And, and I think, you know, as a state, we're trying to think about and look at um, other ways to make this vaccine more convenient. Uh, and I think, you know, hopefully in the coming weeks, months, we'll come up with some uh, more deliverable ideas on how to get this vaccine more accessible uh, to people in our community. Uh, because I do think we're, I do think there's an opportunity to vaccinate a lot of people who are willing that just haven't got around to it yet. Um, and to your point on the getting, getting the numbers of people vaccinated, I mean, it is very important that we try to get as many people vaccinated as we can, not just to decrease the burden uh, on the hospital of, of, of COVID patients presenting to the hospital, but also just to decrease the number of people that can act as a host for this virus. You know, one of the things that's concerning is as, as we let time pass and we continue to have hosts available for this virus to infect, uh, it's going to continue to mutate. You know, we talked about the Delta variant. Um, you know, that's that's at, at least the fourth variant uh, that we've identified since this COVID pandemic started. And invariably, you know, viruses mutate. That's what they do. And they, they mutate uh, as long as they're given the opportunity to infect people, they'll continue to mutate. And uh, the longer we take to get to uh, a larger number of, of immunized people, um, the more opportunity this virus is going to have to change. And, and you know, we, we've seen what the Delta variant can do. Uh, you know, there may be more variants coming that may be more serious even than the Delta variant. Um, and so, you know, the sooner we can get more people vaccinated, the better. Well, uh, Dr. Johnson, we really appreciate you spending some time with us today and also spending some time with Max earlier uh, to talk about this and, and add to his uh, add to his story that's coming Sunday. Max, any any closing thoughts before we uh, before we move on? Um, not in particular, but I will say that pretty much across the board, all the medical professionals who I spoke to for this story have, you know, the the message has been consistent. It's um, go get vaccinated. This vaccine is safe and it is the surefire way to overcome the coronavirus pandemic. Dr. Johnson, before we go, is there anything else you'd like to add before we before we leave? Yeah, I just want to encourage people who've had the vaccine to talk to their friends and family, the people around them who haven't been vaccinated. Um, and if there are people who are undecided about the vaccine, I think one of the most effective ways to encourage them to get the vaccine is to hear from people they trust. And and there's no one they trust more than family members, friends in their community, community leaders who they know. Um, so if you had have had the vaccine and you know people that haven't, uh, I would encourage you to have those conversations with them. Don't be afraid to discuss it with them, talk about it, share your experiences. All right. Great advice. Great advice. Thank you very much, Dr. Johnson. And thank you, Max. Thank you. Appreciate the time. Thank you so much. We've got plenty of other good stories coming for you this weekend, too. Local police departments are dispensing the drug Narcan, a potentially life-saving treatment for opioid overdoses. Check out our story this weekend from Tracy Neal and Mike Jones on the need for the drug and how it's being used. 
Another lingering effect of the global coronavirus pandemic is the shortage of parts to build new cars. While the resulting delays for new car owners may be an inconvenience and a frustration for car dealers, it's a serious problem for police departments who need to regularly replace their aging vehicles. Lorenda Jinks is uh, going to tell us about Springdale's strategy in dealing with the unexpected and potentially expensive shortage of cars. A newly added position at the Fort Smith Chamber of Commerce is designed to build relationships between local schools and the business community to help better prepare students for careers. Thomas Sassenti in Fort Smith will give us all the details. And speaking of schools, Mary Jordan will take a look at the hiring needs for school districts in the region and how that may have changed following two years of COVID-19 upheaval. And Stacy Ryburn will update everyone on the expansion and fundraising plans for the Yvonne Richardson Community Center in Fayetteville. And he'll have what you need to know about that. Our subscribers can read all of those stories and more this weekend. If you're not a subscriber and don't want to miss out, just click on the subscribe button on our website at nwaonline.com or call us at 479-684-5509. We very much appreciate our subscribers and your loyalty, uh, your support helps us uh, keep doing what we do in providing you the news and information you need to know every day and every week. I'm Rusty Turner. Thanks for joining us today on the Northwest Arkansas Democrats podcast, Know the News. Mm -hmm.